Hello and welcome to another episode of Hit the Books Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Holcomb. And I'm Emery Saunders. And we're here to give you all the saucy deets on everything comics this week. For those of you unfamiliar with the show, this is your weekly comic book podcast where Emery and I, and perhaps a guest, go through the latest news, the new comic book releases from your local comic book shops. Please support your local comic book shops. And discuss some topics about the world of comics for your amusement. If that sounds like a good time, be sure to hit like and subscribe on our YouTube channel right well elsewhere. It really does help us out. You can always find us on YouTube, Stitcher, and iTunes, and be sure to check out our website, www.htbvids.com, where you can find all the links to these things and plenty of other written content and lists, and uh, we're looking into some other feeds uh, in the near future here, possibly Spotify, SoundCloud, a few others. It's just a matter of working around uh, their kind of walls to entry. So... This is our second official episode back, uh, our third, if you count our Aquaman review. Uh, I do. I count it. It was Aquaman. It was uh, It was a movie. It was something. <laughs> Be sure to check out our review for more details on that. Oh, yeah. Uh, what have you been reading? Uh, <laughs> what have I been reading? Um, much to my chagrin, I decided to check out a couple things because, you know, I had heard some words here and there about how, like, there are some comics within Marvel that just weren't, you know, engaging enough or really, like, telling a story worthwhile. How dare you? Everything that Marvel writes is revolutionary and amazing, and you're just a hater. <laughs> Captain Marvel proved me wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, I decided to get to the bottom of uh, what was going on with these comics, and I started reading Shatterstar. Which has to be the coolest name in all of comics. Unfortunately, it's the name of one of the dumbest comics in all comics. <laughs> to be fair, the character is pretty dumb in concept. <laughs> but it's still a kick-ass name. It's a kick-ass name. I wish that they would, I don't know, do something kick-ass with it. Speaking of kick-ass, how do you like my kick-ass mug right here? Oh, uh, this is pretty kick-ass. Yeah, pretty kick-ass, yeah. yeah. For our audio listeners, you can just hear me drink from it with our fancy schmancy new microphones yes uh also for our uh people listening to us just through the uh podcast if you want to see what cuppy's holding check us out on youtube wonder woman <laughs> way to give that one away <laughs> oh my god <laughs> how will they ever know <laughs> so shatterstar steaming pile of poop uh narratively it mm. narratively it's almost as though this person thought that they had a really clever idea how to start a story don't we all uh yeah and while something like that might work for television uh having someone 
act as a narrator throughout a little bit. God, I can't talk. That This book is so dumb, it has made me even dumber to the point where my speech has been getting a little impeded. A narrator should jump in at the beginning and at the end. N- they should not be showing up on every single page. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and it be- it becomes very clear who the narrator is once you get to the very last page of the issue and I swear to God (laughs) I have never been less enthused to try to even look at the second issue than I have been with this both too much happened and nothing happened well that makes me sad because it is such a kick-ass name. It seems like such a waste. It is a waste. There is a number of different things that they could be doing with this character. But they seem content to just have any and all things uh, Shatterstar. Like his life and uh, all of the things that he's done revolve around one thing. Mojo World. You remember Mojo World? I don't wanna. <laughs> well, too bad. Uh. <laughs> Lame. Guess where he's going back? No. Mojo World. No. <laughs> no. We'll just pretend that's not happening. <laughs> just like I want to pretend that Iceman isn't a comic. Oh. <laughs> He touched a sore spot for poor Emery here. Speaking of things that I was reading that I hate, Iceman. That's just because you're a hater. You know what I hate? Bad writing. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I, uh, I also hate characters that express exactly one personality trait over the course of like 22 pages. I know plenty of characters that do that. <laughs> You'll have to narrow it down a little. I get it. We've decided to really dig into the change that Bendis brought to this character. Thanks, Bendis. I get it. Iceman's gay now? Still kind of surprising to me, given the decades of history, but, you know, whatever. And if you're you're going to be gay, sure, feel free to express that. But that shouldn't be your defining characteristic. I just think it's fun that his parents, who are totally cool with him being... And a ridiculously powerful snowman mm-hmm. have a huge problem with him liking dick. <laughs> <laughs> you don't care that he's basically a monster. 
but you totally care where he sticks his genitals. <laughs> Doesn't seem like it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> but maybe that's just me. Like either the parents are not tolerant or they are tolerant. I don't understand this weird dynamic that they're working in with his parents. Like, oh, how wonderful. You have these powers and you're you're helping mankind and oh. You're you're what? <laughs> you're you're gay. Gay. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> I feel like uh, hopefully there's we're a little past this point, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like I, I maybe it's just me. Maybe I live in a little enclosed world where it's not really a big problem. But I feel like if your parents are cool with you being a living snowman. They should probably be cool with you liking the same genitals as the ones you have. It would be one thing if he came from a country that wasn't as progressive or forward-thinking as America in 2018. Yeah, maybe. I mean, there's parts. <laughs> but I feel like the snowman thing would kind of trump all that. So, uh, uh, right. Like Emphasis uh, on the word. Trump. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Calm down. <laughs> Which is why I consider this whole change that Bendis brought to him fake news. That's right, I said it. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, all right. All right. It, it, I have it on good authority from a lot of great people that Iceman is the greatest comic of this generation. <laughs> a lot of great people on all sides agreeing. <laughs> Like he, he built a snow wall. It he, was great. He's the coldest, the iciest, most Italian gay <laughs> that we have on the X-Men. And I like him a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Anything else on the slate there for you? Uh, what else did I read? Um... <laughs> Uh, I I would talk about this other comic, but uh, that depends on whether or not you want to go international. Give it a shot. Elric. <laughs> Never heard of it. Okay. Unless uh, you're talking about Full Metal Alchemist. That's what most people would immediately think. And uh, I understand Full Metal Alchemist was pretty popular. Um. But this is a different Elric. This is Elric of Melnibonet. Okay. Imagine for a moment as a writer during the 60s, your, uh, not producer, uh, the, the person who gives you an assignment tells you, hey, uh, we just saw this thing called Conan the Barbarian. He's doing pretty well. Why don't you make something like that? And then as a writer, you say, yeah, sure. Why not? But in secret, you design the anti-Conan. <gasps> <laughs> Instead of being stereotypically strong and big and all like roided, muscled out, he's Mr. Glass. <laughs> <laughs> he is not Mr. Glass. But he's 
kind of sickly. He relies on his magics and his uh, herbalism to keep him alive because of his thin blood. He is... Maybe he should stop smoking so much. (laughs) Jesus Christ, dude. It's not that hard to figure out. Smoking all that herb. (laughs) Different different kind of herbalism. (laughs) Different kind of herbalism. Sorry. It, 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 uh, I mean, I would think I had magical powers too, but you uh, know. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, this man is has been like from the beginning of his publication a wandering albino spell sword, killing monsters and making money so that he can pay for the ingredients that he needs to make the potions that keep him from dying like after like not taking them for like one day sounds kind of like uh zelda 2 <laughs> for the for the was it, that was snes right uh i think that was nes i can't remember it was like a was. side scroller yeah. oh yeah, yeah that's what that sounds like to me yeah <laughs> it, it it's a, a little bit like that, but do all of that under the guise of this character being a uh, deposed emperor who really has no qualms about doing whatever in- benefits him over an- anyone else. Nice. So pretty good? Yes. Nice. Oh, my God. Every, n- not every, almost every page Looks like it should be like a hard, like heavy black metal album cover. <laughs> nice. It is. Oh my god, it's so good. Metallica, by the way. <laughs> one month. <I'm> fucking stoked. <laughs> if my car can get me to Cleveland, I'll be all right. <laughs> oh boy. It's a matter of uh, mechanical security there <laughs> hopefully we'll make it <laughs> let's hope it holds up uh anything else you've been reading uh that has been it for me how about you well i've been catching up on a few of the dc properties uh dipping my toes in what image has because i love image and uh image is <clears> great <throat> picked up a marvel book this week i haven't read it just yet but uh i'll get into that uh first up the dc stuff I continued Heroes in Crisis. I don't know why I'm continuing Heroes in Crisis, (laughs) but I am. Uh, I continue to pick up this book. I got number four. um, Again, written by Tom King and uh, drawn by Clay Mann. Um, Tom King, yeah, he's so 50-50 for me at this point. I I feel like this past year he's been kind of weakening and with his products and i was i was really looking forward to this book you know i thought it was going to focus more on the kind of ptsd aspect that uh the heroes experience Mm -hmm. Uh, instead it's become this kind of goofy murder mystery (laughs) featuring booster gold and harley (laughs) quinn and it's just not what i want it's just you know maybe maybe it's just me not managing my expectations well but it's just not I thought when it was announced to be one of these premier blacklists, you know, uh black label, whatever they're calling it, yeah. books from their higher end adult focused books. 
Oh, you mean I, like I, the ones with bat dick? Oh yeah, that, that <laughs> Batman damned also included in that uh, group. Oof. But um, I I just expected a lot more from this book, and I was I'm still I'm I'm sticking with it just because I'm hoping that there'll be something there for me to grab onto. Yeah. But every issue, even when they show the characters I, I'm most interested in, it's just weak. There's it's incoherent. Uh, it's not very easy to follow. You know, maybe it'll be an easier read as a volume. Um, I, you know, that they have these little panels. You know, a few characters in every book where they have the uh, a portion of their interview from you know their kind of sensing venting session with the you know psychiatrist, whatever, whoever it is, Shrinkbot. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and th- they've literally just started leaving. <laughs> at the beginning of it so he doesn't have to write anything so oh it's just like my God. the page is just like six or nine panels of empty chair and i'm like well that was easy to draw i'm sure you know <laughs> i didn't want to know anything deeper about this character oh my god yeah. so even the stuff it should be good at it's not good at and it's it's very disappointing the art is fine you know it's you know clay man's doing a fine job illustrating everything but it's just it's it's not a great book, and it's falling way short of my expectations, especially for Tom King, who I have a lot of respect for. So uh, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. We'll see if it fleshes itself out as it, as it goes along, but as we saw from Mr. Miracle, that may not be the case. <laughs> uh, the next book I picked up was uh, <laughs> the new version of Martian Manhunter, Martian Manhunter, uh, number one, this one done by Steve Orlando and Riley Rosmo. Um, it's interesting. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't know if that means good, <laughs> but it is interesting. Um, it's definitely taking a different direction with Martian Manhunter, both uh, artistically and as far as the storyline for Martian Manhunter goes. Now. Again, this might be me not managing my expectations very well and not giving it a fair shot. But I am a big fan of Martian Manhunter. You know, Martian Manhunter, one of the original founding members of the Justice League before Batman and before Superman, mind you, you know. And I think he's an awesome character that rarely gets the respect or the kind of writing input that he deserves. I think most people just make his storylines out to be generic alien, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, from boring, space. boring guy who's alone. Oh, you know, and I, that's when he's like the least interesting to me. Right. When and, he's like the umpteenth hero in DC Comics who yeah. lost his family tragically. Yeah, and I thought the Bruce Tim based uh Justice League cartoon uh did a really great job with Martian Manhunter, especially when they had episodes dedicated just to him. Like I remember there was this one episode, I think it was like a Christmas episode or something. Yeah. And I don't think the whole fo- episode was focused on him, but like each group you know and and the justice league had their own little thing you know yeah like uh hot girl and uh john stewart green lantern went off to a different planet uh party <laughs> for christmas and stuff like that and then because they can and because john 
Jones, the Martian Manhunter, was going to be alone and was just going to sit in the watchtower and mope. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, super... not that Christmas would mean anything to him. Yeah, Clark Kent did what I would expect Clark Kent to do and invited. <laughs> this weird alien man to come home for dinner for Christmas <laughs> and Martian Manhunter gets to experience Christmas with the family. And, you know, he kind of experiences kind of like a middle America, you know, very nice, enjoyable, cute, you know, Christmas Eve with the family. And then it, he kind of sings like a song of his people. Cause he kind of, he feels like he's not alone at least a little bit on that day. Whereas, you know, basically his whole race has been, killed yeah <laughs> um like, wiped out and it was a really it was a really nice like heartwarming episode and added a lot of depth to his character and you know made superman out to be who superman should be you know yes um, a good person and it it, <laughs> it just fleshed him out and that you know 15 minutes that he got more than any martian manhunter comic in the past you know five years has done and I mean, there's been long stretches where Martian Manhunter wasn't even like a thought <laughs> in the DC <laughs> universe. You know, there weren't any books. He wasn't on any teams. He was just not there. <laughs> yeah. And we just forgot he was around. It's like a founding member, just nowhere to be found. And I think it's just such a waste and really disappointing. So I'm glad to see that there's a book out for him. Uh, in this one, I'm not sure I like the direction. Um, they have John Jones serving as kind of the an undercover undercover <laughs> uh, you know investigator you know detective uh, working on murder cases which you know fine okay I guess I guess that's how he wants to spend his time you know every time we have a superhero that we don't really have a good story for let's just make him a cop. <laughs> He's a uh, man hunter. He looking has to at you, hunt Nightwing. Some <laughs> he has to hunt some mans. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, also, wow, Nightwing. <laughs> yeah, remember when he was a cop? Uh, I'm cop by day, <laughs> superhero by night. Apparently, never slept. I don't know. <laughs> right. Thank you, Titans, for reminding us of that part of his life. Um, but it, I can't tell if it's trying to be a comedy or if it's trying to be a serious story. And it's not, you know, you can have a little comedy in a serious story and you can have a little seriousness to a comedy, but I feel like this is so like split down the middle that it's hard to follow. Like artistically, it feels like it should be a comedy, right? You know, it's just that kind of way out there, kind of you know, organic style. I mean, there's a scene in it, you know, spoiler alert, that's not really a spoiler, but it'll surprise you when you open the page. There's a, there's a sex scene. <laughs> In the book where he's remembering having Martian sex with his wife and they literally just like turn into goop and and become one giant mass of goo. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. Are but you it, fucking kidding me? Nope, that seriously happens in this book. Oh um, my god. Again, I gave you a spoiler warning, but it, you get to see some green goop sex. Oh, and it's supposed to be a serious moment, I think, but it's so ridiculous that it's hard to uh, <laughs> bite in. I guess the story they're going for is Martian Manhunter was a bounty hunter with his amongst his people and was kind of a dick about it, and now he's trying to be a good cop as a human on Earth. <laughs> and I just think it's so silly and ridiculous. It, it could only work as a comedy. 
but I feel like it's not being written as a comedy. <laughs> yeah. And I'm I'm very concerned that this is going to just go right in the toilet. Uh, and Martian Manhunter will disappear from our wonderful books for <laughs> another year or two. Again. Once again. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's in a Justice League book, I believe. I don't remember which one, but, you know, there's so many now, but yeah i i'll read the next one but i i'm really concerned about this <laughs> it's <laughs> i i don't think it's gonna work out particularly well yeah um just based on that i kind of want to give it a chance just to see exactly like what they're doing with like the pol- like being a cop aspect of this character but I also kind of don't want to touch it because you just described to me something that even though you've described it to me, I'm still going to be shocked <laughs> and freak the fuck out yeah. and still wonder yeah. why. I mean, they literally send the little baby goo, their child, out of the room so they can do it. It's very, It's very strange. I don't... If they're if it's supposed to be a comedy, I'm all about it. But I can't tell <laughs> because it's having too many serious moments where I feel like I'm supposed to be taking it seriously, but I just can't. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was trying to go the rest of my life without being reminded of <laughs> what the fuck well, is. Well, that's that a visual show? I'll never unsee, so enjoy that if you will. Yeah, the the fucking Steven Universe. That that's the one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ugh. The next uh, DC book I picked up was uh, Jeff John's latest escapade into the Shazam world <laughs> with Shazam number one. Uh, clearly, they're getting it ready to uh, kind of promote the movie. Priming it. <laughs> coming up in April. Uh, this one drawn by Dale Eagle- Eaglesham. Eaglesham. Uh, Eaglesham. Uh, Eaglesham. I tried. Uh, but... Dale and Jeff uh, are going at it. Now, Jeff is responsible for probably my favorite version of Shazam, probably my favorite version of Aquaman, probably one of my favorite versions of The Flash. Jeff John's a good writer. Maybe when, he's not, n- when he's not trying to kill Nightwing. And, yeah, when he's not trying to kill Nightwing <laughs> and when he's not trying to make horrible movies. Uh, <laughs> but uh, generally, I like what he does, even when he's... When even when I don't necessarily like the books he's writing, it's still decent. Like, it's like the current Marvel universe. Like, even when they're bad, they're not that bad. You know, right. it's it's just fine. And that's how I feel about uh, portions of this book at the moment. It's going in a very kind of crazy zany direction. Huh. Uh, it's definitely not the new Fifty Two Billy Batson that we remember. Uh, from Jeff John's previous run with it. It's definitely the more kind of campy, hokey, over-the-top, friendly Billy Batson who's perfect, <laughs> which I, I don't like. I don't like <laughs> the kid that's so perfect and innocent and willing to defend what's right and blah, 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 that he, <laughs> you know, he j- isn't just a kid. He's like... Right. That's uh, Here's the thing that kind of chaps my ass about that. They're already promoting a movie where everyone has seen footage of this kid playing Billy Batson beat the fuck out of a bully with, like, one of his, you know, adopted uh, brothers' crutch. 
Yeah. It's like, <laughs> and it, how? Yeah. It's. I, I don't understand. It's. There are things in it that I really enjoyed. Don't get me wrong. Like I really got a kick out of a few things and a few. You know, kind of. They even have like kind of a tongue-in-cheek Captain Marvel shout out where he's trying to figure out what the hell to call himself because he doesn't want to deactivate himself on accident. <laughs> he goes, like, how about Captain Marvel? And before it ends, you know, and they cut him off. You Captain Mar- oh. For those unaware, Captain Marvel was originally Shazam. Yeah, that was originally his name. Marvel basically stole that name for one of their characters who was an alien thing. <laughs> Cree thing, yeah, ish. Cree space cop, yeah. And then, then instead of fighting over it, DC just kind of said, "Okay, fine, we'll call him Shazam because that's what he yells." And now we have Shazam, who like, used to be Captain Marvel. Is like cutting down on both the confusion and the unintended, basically advertising of a rival company. Yeah, pretty much. So uh, it's weird, <laughs> weird kind of <laughs> comics history there, but. Uh, it was kind of fun seeing stuff like that in the book. Now, my one gripe with this book is that they have the Shazam family in it, and it immediately like I just wait. wait how, how do you mean? All the other foster kids have the Shazam powers already from the get go. Why? Yeah, and they're <laughs> and it's so new to them, all of them, that they literally don't know what to call themselves. And they're making up names throughout the entire book and fighting over who should be the leader and blah, 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 even though Billy Batson clearly was the one who got the powers. Um, I get what it's setting up to be, and I think it's going to to be a good book overall. I'm not a fan of the Shazam family, specifically a Shazam family that just shows up. (laughs) (laughs) They just get powers because they're in his proximity you know <laughs> like, uh, like oh we're close to him that means we get magic yeah what about other people who step within fucking 10 feet of this kid and you gotta think it's weird that we have like i mean there's a lot of them like total there's six or seven of them including billy that's like six or seven supermans that are just <laughs> have the maturity of you know eight to 13 year old kids and are all just gallivanting throughout the city, fucking shit up. And uh, I don't know if that's a great premise to write from, <laughs> especially when it's clearly unchecked in any way. And I, it's half what I want from Shazam, but I feel like the, the family aspect's going to cause problems. You know, I I feel like it would be cool if they were along for the ride for sure, because like they add depth to Billy's character. But I don't know about just having them be as powerful as Shazam himself from the get go, to the point where they're fighting over who should be the leader. You know, somewhere <laughs> near the Rock of Eternity, a wizard is sitting on his ass thinking. I think I've made a huge mistake. Yeah, that wizard's <laughs> dead. He's not around. He's dead? Yeah. Nothing. Just straight they're, up? They're literally like going through the Rock of Eternity, just figuring stuff out. Oh, no. Because he, he died giving Billy his powers, and that's how we start the book. Oh, and it's, God. Yeah. And then, yeah. I mean, it's building to some specific things that you can kind of read into if you're familiar with Shazam at all. 
but I don't. I'm not a fan of the whole Shazam family dynamic right now. We'll see how it turns out. Jeff Johns is very capable. Yeah. You know. Hopefully they course correct some of that. Yeah, and the art's very good. You know, it, it's very chaotic as you would expect a house of eight. <laughs> You know, foster kids or however many foster kids would be <laughs> eight Supermans. Yeah. So we'll <laughs> we'll see what happens with it, but I don't I don't know if I like the direction it's going. Much like Martian Manhunter, but you know, just it's different. I'll, it's definitely different. They're definitely trying something new with both those books. We'll see what happens. Uh, the next book I read was uh, an image book called Self Made. This one made by Matt Groom and uh, Marco Costa. And this one, this one is, it got me interested into the, the, what's going to be the storyline. But it's a tough read for the first three fourths of the book. Oh, especially if you don't know what's supposed to be happening. Oh, like I like to go into books without reading any of the descriptions or anything because I don't want anything spoiled for me. Yeah, you know, prior to jumping into it, and uh, I I don't know if the description would have lightened this up a little bit, but there's a twist at the end that you're like, okay, so that's why none of this stuff made sense. Okay, now I'm interested, but for almost the entire book, I was like almost ready to drop it because I was like, this does what is going on here? This doesn't. None of this is explained. None of this makes sense. How are they getting to this point already? That was really quick, you know? <laughs> like, stuff that clearly doesn't make sense until you get to the end, and then you're like, okay, what's going on there? Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't want to say too much because there there's... Spoilers? It would be spoilerish. Yeah. yeah. It would kind of ruin the start of the book. But I would say read the description of it first to kind of give yourself... It's like an, a base idea of yeah. what's going on. Because they really, it's really not clear what the hell you're supposed to be paying attention to from the beginning. And it's a little chaotic. And then at the end, you kind of put everything together. So uh, definitely interested. Image always releases great stuff. You know, risky stuff, but always pretty consistently good. Um, and then that last book I picked up, Wolverine the Long Night. This is based on a Stitcher exclusive podcast. You know, we're on Stitcher too, so be sure to check us out on Stitcher. Yeah. Um, Marvel did kind of one of the first podcast stories uh, featuring a comic book character with Wolverine the Long Night. And basically, it surrounds this kind of murder mystery um, where overnight a man was murdered. And evidence seems to point at a few people, including a mysterious man named Logan, who hey. seemed to have lost his memory. <laughs> That's the most Wolverine thing ever. Uh, <laughs> dead bodies God. and memory loss. Yeah, sounds like Wolverine. Yeah. But the, the, the podcast follows the detectives basically throughout the whole thing. I've listened to a lot of it, not all of it. Um uh, I had trouble with the audio format. I mean, when yeah. I listen to podcasts and stuff like that or music, it, it's something that I don't have to pay deep attention to. It's just something to kind of keep me mildly entertained while I do other things. Uh, with a story podcast, you know, I can't listen to books on tape for the same reason. Oh. Just, I, if I'm listening to something, I'm not going to have the attention I need to dedicate to it. And that's... <laughs> 
I, I picked up the book because I thought maybe I'll be able to enjoy it a little more if I have, you know, the book in my hand and my, I'm actually focused in on what I'm supposed to be reading. So I'll be jumping into that probably, you know, tomorrow or maybe tonight. We'll see how I'm feeling. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, <laughs> one of the few Marvel books I pick up because I am a DC fanboy. But, but uh, Wolverine. I love me some Wolverine. <laughs> And uh, I think that pretty much wraps up everything I read uh, lately. So, with that, let's get into the news. Ooh. There will be no uh, did the cover match the drapes uh, segment this week because we didn't read any of the covers we liked from the previous episode. And to be fair, that was like <laughs> three weeks ago. So, yeah, sorry about that. But you got a review in the middle, so that's, that's good. That's true, yeah. Holidays kind of held us up, though. All right, first up on the news, the CW's Elseworld episode uh, Batwoman character starring Ruby Rose has been ordered a pilot episode. The episode is due to be directed by David Nutter, who is famous for the pilot episode of The Flash, and written by Caroline Dries, uh, who is known for working on Melrose Place, Vampire Diaries, and Smallville. About that. Somebody save me. <laughs> Can I just say that maybe we need to slow it down a little bit with the CWDC shows that we have going on? How dare you? How dare I? How dare you, sir? <laughs> we already have Arrow, which yes. is on season, season seven. Which, eh. Eh. Flash on season five, which I haven't, eh. I'm kind of behind, but I like the Flash a lot. I'm like two seasons behind. Uh, Okay. Yeah. We'll see how you like it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Legends of Tomorrow. Eh. Eh. Hey, Constantine. Yeah. Yeah. They have him currently. Um, Hashtag save Constantine. Hashtag give Constantine his own show instead of saddling him with a team of people he doesn't need. Matt Ryan's pretty sweet, though. He, he's great. He, he is Constantine. He just is. <laughs> continue. Uh, yeah, continuing my list of shows that aren't Constantine, uh, we have Supergirl, mm-hmm. which... Oh. Acquired from CBS. Yeah, aqu- well, not originally. Acquired from CBS, but also a part of the Berlantiverse since he was the one producing all of this. Yeah. Um, haven't well, watched it. I watched some of this the CBS version of it. It was yeah. <laughs> it wasn't to my taste, but it was fine. We already have four shows. Well, you're missing one. Well, maybe two. I don't know if the other one's still on. Definitely one. What's the one? Black Lightning. Oh! Sir. That's right. Which... Black Lightning. Has good reviews, but I haven't watched it yet, so... (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's good. Maybe it's not. They gave Arrow great reviews, and that... I think it sucked pretty much the entire time through, so... (laughs) Uh, That's just me, though. Look... Man, when they tried to add a whole bunch of Batman elements 
to a character that is a whole lot cheaper to produce. I mean, he doesn't even change his voice most of the time. He just smears some, like, soot on his eyes and wears uh, a hood occasionally. Uh, oh, that's season one. Yeah. Yeah, it's real dumb. <laughs> <laughs> season two, every se- literally every season, he has, like, a little upgrade to his costume up until it's a complete fucking redesign. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Flash. Y- yep. Yep, that happened. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh... Uh. They, they have enough shows to where I fucking forgot one. <laughs> <laughs> and then I don't know if this is still around, but iZombie was pretty popular, too. That's a DC show. I think iZombie either finished its last season or is currently on its last season yeah i thought i heard we talked about the news at some point that it was ending but i know that was a pretty popular show on there for a while there yeah i didn't catch on to it until like a year ago and oh my god it is so much (laughs) but yeah point taken a lot of dc shows there's a lot the cw should basically just change its name to uh the angsty cw teen show it should actually be called uh, DC Universe for free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Is that stuff available on DC Universe? Probably not, right? Probably not. Yeah. No. It's like, why would you... I mean, it, it is owned by WB, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. CW is just what WB used to be. Uh, yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Oh, well. Yep. Teach their own. We'll see how it works out. I know a lot of people are big on Ruby Rose as an actress. Cool. <laughs> I would be big on her if she could act. Based on the writer, I would expect a lot of uh, hot, uh, saucy <laughs> scenes where we have some hot lesbian action between Batwoman and her girlfriend and angst and and more hotness and angst. Uh, if they're going to do that, they need to lean heavily into Miss Kane's military background. Heavily. We'll see. <laughs> uh, next up on the news, Marvel has teamed up with the Hearthstone developers uh, in their new studio, Second Dinner, for an unknown game project. It could potentially be a major project as they have reportedly received $30 million worth of funding from a Chinese investment firm. So, based on their background, I would assume it's some kind of big digital card game. We are aware that there used to be a cool kind of Marvel card game. While the game wasn't all that great, the cards themselves were pretty cool, I thought. They, they uh, had some sweet artwork on them. So, uh, look forward to that. Uh, Hearthstone's a pretty great game. It's very addictive. Played it for a little while. Couldn't bring myself to pay for it, which is probably a problem for their investors. <laughs> yeah. And I stopped playing it. So, there you have it. Yeah, I don't do mobile games, so either you make one for consoles that isn't terribly riddled with microtransactions or count me out. Yeah, if they're investing $30 million, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's going to be microtransactions. Mm. This, is, this is not a large studio. Uh, yeah. 
So we'll see what happens. Hopefully it's good. Hopefully it's a great product. Um, Hopefully. Um, generally speaking, with you know a, a recent exception being the Sony Spider-Man game. I, oh, I think yeah. Marvel has kind of struggled to put out good games for a lot of its products that aren't directly associated with a much more popular franchise like Capcom. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Um, good luck to the studio and good luck to Marvel. Uh, next up, the second and likely final season of the Netflix Punisher show has been giving a premiere date. It will premiere around the corner here on January 18th of 2019. Why? I don't. Why what? Here's, don't you like the show? I, I do like the show. Mm-hmm. It kills me that we have gotten to the point in their lifespan at Netflix to where all of these great shows are just, they're expected to be dead as a result of. Uh, decisions made that ended up canceling Iron Fist, Luke Cage, Daredevil, I'm assuming Punisher, and then ultimately Jessica Jones. Yep. This is because most likely Disney is creating its own streaming app that will be a direct competitor to Netflix, as well as DC Universe, as well as the CBS streaming app. As well as the HBO app, yes. As well as Hulu, because and that, Amazon Prime. That that's what go we fuck need. yourselves, that, all of you. That's what we need. <laughs> A thousand different apps, all of which need to have a paid subscription, vying for our fucking attention. This is the point that we've gotten to. Yeah. See, this is what's going to kill the business model. The business model is super promising, looks really great, and there's something to be said about having some competition to keep prices down and be able to compete. But that being said, if you have to go to each of these individual sources and give them each ten bucks a piece to enjoy their content, you're kind of screwing <laughs> the market up. Because now the the whole appeal of Netflix was being able to get all of these different movies from all of these different companies together into one service that you could just enjoy you know on a subscription basis yeah you know for one charge a month yeah and you might not have every single little thing but you got plenty to keep you entertained for a month you know and now netflix is going to have to scramble to kind of create its own content and kind of depend on companies like universal (laughs) to give them (laughs) enough good titles and it kind of screws those companies as far as bargaining because now there's less to pull from, you know. Disney is one of the biggest owners and producers of stream content there is, you know. And Hulu and Crackle and Netflix and Amazon Prime are going to all be competing for the rights to freely stream these things on their services with a shrinking pool of companies to pull from and I suspect WB shrinking. I suspect WB is going to be following suit very quickly uh, <laughs> because yeah. they're going to realize that DC stuff isn't enough to sustain <laughs> one of those <laughs> services. So they'll have to start throwing all the WB stuff at it. And it's going to be, it's going to be rough for the market for a little while. I don't know if it'll be able to correct itself either because companies like Disney companies like WB are so big and control so much of the market. You know, you're really going to 
gonna struggle uh, yeah. to compete. You know, basically all you'll have to pull from is, you know, Paramount and Universal. I think. I don't. I think those are the only two studios I can think of that aren't owned by WB or Disney, and they might be. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they've been bought because Disney now owns all Fox properties, pretty much all of the Fox properties. Uh, yep. It's, there's. There's not a whole lot left. Sony, <laughs> but you know, Marvel's probably going to own Spider-Man soon too. Uh, and, yeah. yeah. So, you know, <laughs> the landscape is about to change as far as all of these apps and the the rise of all of this content that has been largely superhero focused, thanks to this new. Not really new. It was damn near a decade renaissance of superhero-based entertainment. And all of our wallets are going to pay for it. Yep. So we've cut the cord. We've cut away from cable. You know, really the only thing keeping cable alive is sports. Yeah. And now streaming's going to become the new villain. <laughs> As a collective, not because of any individual app, but because the entire market is just riddled with these ten to fifteen dollar app services that you have to pay for oh, in order yeah. to stay up to date. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, it's it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be a transition for sure, and uh, I don't think TV is going to exist as we know it. Ten Hardly. years, ten years from now, I think it's going to be a completely different market, a completely different experience, and uh, I'm kind of glad I was born when I was because I got to experience kind of the best of both worlds. So yeah, um, both the pre-internet streaming days and into you know kind of the prime time <laughs> of this new streaming renaissance. So yeah, it's going to be. Once Disney finally unveils their streaming service, that that's when I think everyone's really going to see how well things like this are going to do. Yeah. So look forward to that, if you will, uh, or fear it, as I do. <laughs> uh, next on the news, Aquaman is seeing commercial success. It now has a Brox office gross of $822 million worldwide and has surpassed Wonder Woman's worldwide gross of $821 million to take fourth place in the DC movies behind Dark Knight Rises, which grossed uh, $1.084 billion, The Dark Knight, which grossed $1.04 billion, and Batman v Superman, which grossed $873 million. Um check out our aquaman review for more details yep uh we definitely had our criticisms of the movie significant ones i think yep um there was a lot to like from the movie uh i think the world is cool i think jason momoa is great even if he is a little my man ish <laughs> uh which I, he did tone down for this movie i spent most of this movie saying they're trying really hard, man. They, they like, tried real tell. hard for two and a half hours. Two and a half. That's a whole yeah. lot of trying, a whole lot of hard. So we won't get too into it. You can always go back to our uh, Aquaman review. We give you kind of our spoiler-free take at the beginning, and then we give you a warning and jump into spoilers. But uh, 
uh, don't see it <laughs> in theaters, at least. Don't spend your hard-earned money on it. Uh, don't support this movie any more than it already has, please. It has plenty uh, of money. There is, There are good qualities to it. It's not the worst movie ever. It's definitely not the worst movie of the DC universe. Definitely not. Not the best, but certainly not the worst. I mean, you might disagree. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I disagree. I, I, I think Wonder up. Woman is clearly... <laughs> Clearly a better movie overall. Um, but there was never another movie made like that ever <laughs> again. That was definitely a shorter movie. <laughs> it was shorter. Uh, and, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to challenge you on this every time you bring it up. <laughs> yep. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Captain America, and apparently so did Patty Jenkins. It's It's fine. <laughs> It's, it's, fine. It, it, it's fine. It's fine. It's, it, it's fine. It's fine. In Aries. It's fine. <laughs> Talk about a mustache. Look at Chris Pine. <laughs> Chris Pine's great. That's what they were trying to get us to do that whole fucking time. And it worked. Look at look at Chris Pine. Yep. Uh, is he, you see that? Look look at Chris Pine. Yep. <laughs> and it you, worked. You see him flying up into the air to explode. That look at Chris Pine. And I will say it's kind of a, a problem when the your whole support cast is way more interesting than you are. Ooh. Based from her aunt. To her mother, to all the kind of ragtag group in her uh, unit there, Chris Pine especially, like even like the kind of goofy characters in London, they're all way more interesting than she was. (laughs) I have to say, sorry, gal, you you were just kind of there. You were the vessel that we all floated on to uh, (laughs) enjoy all the other characters. I'm going to say it. Every other Amazonian there looked more like Wonder Woman than she did. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 When the uh, princess from uh, Princess Bride. Oh, the <laughs> princess, princess from Bride. Princess Bride. Yeah. yeah. Robin when, Wright. When uh, she's looking a hundred times more badass than you in a movie, you probably need to work on something there. Yep. Yeah. And she was way cooler <laughs> and way more interesting. I don't know yeah. how much she trained, like, fresh off the set of House of Cards, but, man. She's fucking awesome. She's <laughs> fucking great. Robin yeah, Wright she, was great. Yeah, she fucking brought it. Uh, but, yeah. Enough about that. Yeah, enough about you that. You can check out both those reviews on our YouTube channel, on our Stitcher page. On iTunes, <laughs> shameless plug. You're welcome. She, yep. Uh, That's right. You know you want it. But, yeah, it's... I hate China. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, because China is the one basically buying all these tickets. Uh, yep. Oh, I think domestically it's made like 200 million, which is fine, but they spent like probably 300 million wh- when you account for like the marketing budget. <laughs> I we know pretty much for sure that they spent 200 million just on producing the movie without marketing budget. So you can expect almost double that for the marketing budget. You know. Uh, okay. So. To be fair, domestically, it did not make its money back or even close. Um, internationally, mostly because of China, <laughs> it has made a lot of money. There's another movie that Marvel released that kind of did the same thing, and it's called Venom. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I, 
the reason this hurts me is because it's perpetuating this universe that I hate. <laughs> I don't like the DCEU right it now. It keeps happening. It sucks. <laughs> it's so bad that they're already making movies that aren't in it. For example, the Joker movie. Yep. <laughs> why why do we keep perpetuating this movie universe? It's awful. And there's even in the good movies good being a relative term. Elseworld. They're bad. <laughs> they're they're real bad. They are nowhere near the kind of Nolan movie. You know, Batman Begins did not make nearly as much as these movies do. And it was much cheaper to make and it was a much better film. A much better film. Even the fucking CW has the Elseworlds idea. Just like, you know, you don't have to stay in this universe, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know why they keep pushing it so hard and they're so dedicated to the Snyderverse, but I wish they would just let it die. It's it's had a, a fine run. Just let it go. You, you, you have the money, clearly. You, you spent $200 million on CGI effects for this movie. I would be fine with a hand-wavy retcon. I really would. So here's hoping that Joker's really good so we can finally get out of this world. Please. Because I, I don't I don't need a Suicide Squad 2. I, I don't need a, a, a Batgirl and the Birds of Prey in this universe. I, I really don't need the Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need any of these characters returning. Uh, I really don't. Jason Momoa plays the role fine. Gal Gadot plays the role fine. You know, Henry Cavill, when he's not having his goofy CGI mustache removed, is fine. Thank you, Mission Impossible. Uh, not so sure about Fat Bat. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, they're fine. But that's the problem. They're just fine. And none of them are fleshed out properly. Each movie has, like, six storylines shoved into one. And I don't feel like sitting in the movie theater for three hours pulling my hair out because the things I love are being kind of just drugged through the mud in the name of fan service, which I don't agree with. (laughs) Uh, But I'll leave it at that. I've ranted enough about uh, this current DCEU. Uh, You know, if you saw the movie and you liked it, more power to you. I know a lot of people are, but it's 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 a bad, bad movie. Poorly filmed. The acting's bad. I can understand why it's doing better overseas <laughs> because it's harder to tell when acting is bad when it's in another language, you know? Yeah. If I watch, you know, a Japanese movie, I'm going to have no idea their acting's that bad because I'm just <laughs> going to assume that's culturally how they speak <laughs> right. and how they you know, send off their lines. And this movie, you know, Jason Momoa, Willem Dafoe aside, you know, there is some really bad acting, you know, especially from the guy that plays Black Mana. That guy was oh. awful. That guy was real cringe. Black Mana did not need to be in this movie at all. No. That would have that alone would have cut about an hour out of this movie that just didn't need to be in there. It really didn't. But yeah, it's Black Mana should have been a fucking teaser trailer yeah. at the end. The, the movie's fine. Oh. It's just fine. It's it was too much. Go in, turn your brain off, kind of forget that Thor Ragnarok exists, <laughs> <laughs> and you can have a you can have an enjoyable time. Again, watch our review. Um, yes, I don't need to rant anymore about this movie. Yep, and I apologize for ranting as much as I have. So it, it's easy to rant, though. We gotta go. <laughs> Next up on the news, 
Uh, we have some promotions in the comic book world for the new year. Jordan D. White has been promoted to senior editor at Marvel Comics. He's worked on several X-Men projects and uh, The Return of Wolverine and uh, helped edit a lot of that stuff. Uh, on the Oni Press side, Sarah Gatos has been promoted to the editor-in-chief for Oni Press. Uh, she has worked as an editor for IDW for the past few years and uh, has worked at DC previous to that from 2006 to 2013. So congratulations to those individuals. We hope to see great work for you and uh, actual editing. Editing uh, is always a good thing when done is, properly. Editing is a really good thing. Um, we it, realize that being a head editor or senior editor or editor-in-chief nowadays does not mean what it's should mean but what it used to mean now it just means i manage the the people writing on the staff and tell them hey do this project and then i leave them alone <laughs> yeah and hope that they spell everything right and hope <laughs> that they draw everything on time and hope that they uh, have a coherent storyline to produce before they start the project what does editing mean again yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh in all seriousness all cynicism aside and congratulations to those two and uh we hope to see good things from you uh, I just have one question. Return of Wolverine? That That's a current comic? Yeah, when Wolverine was revived because he was killed in the death of Wolverine. But he's back. He's back. And his claws are glowing. I was not aware of this. Should I be aware of this? You should be aware of this. I don't want to be aware of this. Uh, too bad. I'm making you aware of this. I'm reading Shatterstar. <laughs> <laughs> And now for the final part of the news, unfortunately, it appears every once in a while, it has appeared yet again. It's time for Delayed Corner. Oh, no. This week, uh, most of our delays come from Marvel. In fact, all of our delays come from Marvel, uh, which is unusual because usually the delays come from DC. Uh, This week, we got uh, delay news for Captain America number seven and number eight. Each of those issues has been delayed by two weeks. And the return of Wolverine number five, which we just spoke about, mm-hmm. uh, has been delayed three weeks. Uh, so if you were looking forward to those comics on time, unfortunately, you'll have to wait a little extra to uh, get those books. We always rant about how much we hate delays, uh, <laughs> how these books should be created well ahead of time. They should. <laughs> Instead of doing the month-to-month thing, which is just clearly not working. And yeah. uh, it ruins interest in a book people forget it exists and they drop the book not because they don't like it but because they can't find it and it hasn't appeared on shelves for two months and they've forgotten it even exists and by the time it comes out again they've forgotten what happened previously and don't feel like going back and reading it all over again so comic book companies please quit shooting yourself in the foot there's a very clear and easy business model that you can follow please do it It, yes we've outlined it Several times, construct your story first. It'd be very nice. And yes. not just like a, a, a slim blueprint. I mean, fucking write it. <laughs> Have it written and ready to go. Write, write that whole goddamn thing. And then as a writer, if you're freelance, just sell portions of it. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, again, I think it should be like a book writing thing where you, you get your initial payment to create it you create it once it's all created and cut into pieces that's when you get your final payout plus a percentage i think that's a very fair system and would be 
great for everybody involved. It would. And it would incentivize these creators to actually produce everything on time because if they don't make their deadline, they don't get the rest of their pay. So uh, Yeah. That's just my way of seeing it. I understand if there's a family thing that gets in the way or whatever, but you wouldn't have to worry about that if it was already created. Right. You'd just have to basically fill it all out. Yeah. So... Uh, I'll just leave that at that and uh, stop ranting because yep. I really love to rant on this show. It, it's very easy to rant. And if, you, <laughs> if you've listened to the show at all uh, during our first season, you'll know that I've already touched base on a lot of these things that I'm talking about. Yep. And that, my friends, is the news. 10, 9, 8, 7. For the love of God. 6, 5. Four, three. Oh my God! Two, one. Happy New Year! Thank you. Okay. Happy New no. Year! Oh my God! It's a new year! It's a new year! It's been exactly one episode since I've last asked you what books are we hitting up this week. Well, Emery, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> First up. From Dynamite Entertainment, we have boobs. <laughs> and that's basically it. Just boobs and boob variants and boobs. By, by boobs, we mean Barbarella? Barbarella, Deja, Deja Thoris, number one. Let and, me scroll and, through uh, all these boob variants uh, uh, to tell you what's next. Thousands of variants. Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, number four. Who's basically a... Cleavage Witch. Hack and Slash versus Chaos, number two. Uh, Red Sonia, number 25. Basically a Cleavage Knight. Uh, Torak, number one. So at least we get some dong in there. Yep. His, uh, Equal he, opportunity nudity. Yep. He, he's a nude dude. We have Vampirella, Cross Deja Thoris, number four. Just so that we can get a photograph of butt. If you want some uh, hot vampire bondage action, apparently. And that's it from Dynamite. So yep. uh, thanks, Dynamite. Thanks, Dynamite. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> Next up from Marvel Comics, we have Avengers number 12. We have Avengers Endgame Prelude number two. We have Captain Marvel number one. It's like they got a movie coming or something. Right. How dare you? <laughs> we have Domino, number 10. Hell else is Rogue going to become cool? Uh, that actually looks like Domino. And, oh, the the person that we've been talking about. Oh, no, it's not the person we've been talking about. It's the person related to the person we've been talking about. It's Longshot. <laughs> Longshot and Domino, those are two lucky motherfuckers. Okay, I see why he's on this comic now. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, number one. We have Iceman, number five. No. How dare you? <laughs> As one of the original X-Men, sir, you mm. will hold your tongue. Stop. We have Miles Morales, Spider-Man, number two. All right. We have Spider-Gwen, Ghost Spider, number four. Uh, uh, they're really uh, just trying to get everything they can out of Spider-Gwen there. Yes. Uh, even more than what they got out of Into the Spider-Verse. If you haven't seen it, 
go see it. We have Star Wars number 59. For you fucking nerds. Word. Uh, we have Star Wars Age of Republic Django Fett number one. Shorten the for, fucking title. For the biggest of you fucking nerds. God damn it. Jeez. We got The Black Order number three. We have The Man Without Fear number two. Yeah. Daredevil. 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 Yeah. Need some Rob Zombie in here. <laughs> Remember that song? Oh, yeah, I do. Uh, we have The Punisher number six. We have the unbeatable Squirrel Girl, your favorite, number 40. No. We have Thor, number nine. Okay, uh, I might check that out. We have Uncanny X-Men, number nine. We have Web of Venom, Venom Unleashed, number one. <laughs> Yo, dog, I heard you like Venom. <laughs> So I put venom on a dog so you could have a dog with venom on it. <laughs> I titled it Web of Venom. Venom. <laughs> Web of Venom. Venom Unleashed. Dog. Starring Venom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, we have X-23, number eight. And that wraps up Marvel. From Image Comics. We love you, Image. We have Anti-Agatha's Home for Wayward Rabbits, number three. What? Ooh. But okay. <laughs> it's Image, so I'll give it a shot. Yep. We have Birthright, number 35. We have Bitter Root, number three. We have Blackbird, number four, with a very nice uh, Santa Takeda uh, variant cover. Santa Takeda. I, I love myself some Santa Takeda art. Oh, yeah. We have Bully Wars, number five. We have Cemetery Beach, number five. We have Criminal, number one. Interesting. We have Curse Words, number 19. We have... Die, number two. We have doo -doo -doo. Gunning for Hits, number one. This is a weird book. Yeah. We read a little a bit book. of the description. Apparently, it's written by one of David Bowie's producers. Oh, I bet he's and got some stories. The book comes with a Spotify playlist at the end that you can listen to after reading the book. <laughs> it's a very strange concept there, but it's image, so I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah. And I like David Bowie, so. Yeah. yeah, the main character seems to look like David Bowie. So. It kind of does. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Hit Girl, number 12. Good book. We have Kick-Ass, number 11. Not a good book. Bad book. Uh, we have Murder Falcon, number four. Murder Falcon. Falcon Punch. Arr. Murder. Uh, we have Oblivion Song, number 11. It's something. Yeah. Uh, we have Outer Darkness, number three. We have Prodigy, number two. We have Rose, number 16. We have Self Made, number two. So that book I was just reading there. Uh, excited to see how it gets followed up from that first issue. We have Sleepless, number 11. Interesting concept. Enjoyed the book when I was reading it earlier, but need to catch up. We have The Freeze, number two, with very gruesome cover. And we have The Last Siege, number eight. From DC Comics, we have Adventures of Super Sons, number six. We have Batman, number 62. We have Batman, King of Fear. Excuse me, Kings, plural, of Fear, number six. We have Deathstroke, Arkham, number 39. We have Green Arrow, number 48. We have Green Lantern, number three. We have Harley Quinn, number 57. Um... 
Let's see here. Blah, blah, blah. We have Justice League, number 15. We have Martian Manhunter, number two, another book I talked about. We have Nightwing, number 56. The Return of Rick Grayson. What? <laughs> Seriously? Come on, guys. <laughs> Just let me write, Nightwing. You guys don't know what you're doing, you, give, clearly. Give him one fucking issue, guys. Just uh, one. Let me write Martian Manhunter 2 while you're at it. Uh, yeah. Although, this one could potentially be great. Needs to figure out its identity. Much like Martian Manhunter. Yeah. It sounds uh, poignant. Uh, we have Suicide Squad, The Black Files, number three. We have The Curse of Brimstone, number 10, which I really need to catch up on. We oh, have yeah. The Unexpected, number eight. We have United States versus Murder, Inc., number five. We have Young Justice, number one, which looks kind of cool. We'll see. Brian Michael Bendis. So <laughs> oh. I, know, I know you get concerned when you hear that. but I always get concerned whenever I hear that name. Could be great. Could Has be a lot bad. Of, a lot of cool uh, variant covers this week. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Oh Nailed God. it. Uh, next up from IDW Publishing, we have Atomic Robo: Dawn of the New Era, number one. We have Bubba Hotep and the Cosmic Blood Suckers, number five. Hoo ha! We have Ducktales. Woo Thank you. Number sixteen. <laughs> we have Euthanauts, number five. We have House of Muck, number four. Uh, next up, we have Star Wars Adventures: Destroyer Down, number three. And that's all from IDW. From Dark Horse Comics, we have Aliens, Dust to Dust, number four. Dust to Dust. We have God of War, number three. Wow. Maybe I need to play that game finally. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah, I'm real behind. We have Joe Golem, number five. We have LaGuardia, number two. It's all about bad airports. We have Mystery Science Theater, 3000, number four. Ooh. We have Predator, Hunters, two. Number four. That wasn't confusing enough. <laughs> we have uh, Quantum Age from the World of Black Hammer, number six. We have The Division, Extremist Malice, number one. Guessing a book about the upcoming Division two. Uh, we have William Gibson's Alien 3, number three. Again, that couldn't be more confusing. Uh, from Boom Studios, we have Adventure Time, season 11, number four. We have By Night, number seven. We have Go Go Power Rangers, number 16. Wait, wait, hold the fuck on. With our gender-swapped rangers there. Wait, wait, just a fucking minute. Zoom in on that yellow ranger. Uh, did, uh I don't know. Is he Asian? Did they make the Yellow Ranger Asian again? <laughs> I thought did, we were past this. Did did we really just let that happen? I don't know. Maybe uh, it's just a poorly drawn white dude. Uh, possibly. I'll have to buy that issue and find out. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Yep. And we have Wizard Beach number two. And from Vertigo, we have The Dreaming number five, the next entry into the Sandman universe that they have been building over there at Vertigo. And that is everything coming to your local comic book shops. Again, please support your local comic book shops. And digital devices this week. 
Now it's time to hand out the prestigious, nay, life-changing <gasps> award of comic cover and variant cover of the week. Dun, 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 dun. First up, our cover of the week goes to Vertigo's The Dreaming, number five by Ooh. Jay Lee. Jay Lee on point yet again. Now, this comic has a wonderful aesthetic uh, that a lot of these Sandman books have uh, that, I don't know, it's <laughs> it's hard to, it's hard to say without just alluding to the titles. It's, right. it's very fantastical, it's very kind of long and stretched out like you would imagine a dream would be. Yeah, you know, it's very it's, ethereal. Yes, very, very. And, it, you know, I'm not trying to draw <laughs> analogies <laughs> to the kind of aesthetic that Sandman is known to, but it's it's very trippy and <laughs> kind of out there and over the top and very cool. Um, I mean, this cover is just one that's going to stand out on the shelves. Whether you like it or not, it's going to stand out on the shelf. Um, and it just really strikes a chord that I, I think is really great. And I think the uh, cover just has a really great aesthetic, and I think Jay Lee did a great job in kind of embodying what the Sandman universe kind of encompasses. Um, I really like the cover design. I like how they have the kind of melded DC slash Vertigo logo together. Um, I mean, just about from every angle, it's a it's a really it's a really cool looking book. The one criticism I would have, and this is more of a DC problem, is that they put a you know a quote. From a creator on the front of the cover. Oh, yeah. Now, to be fair, they put it in a place that doesn't have a lot going on. So it's not really covering anything like a lot of these books tend to. But was it really necessary? I think the cover is more than enough to sell this book. I think the people working on it is more than enough to sell this book. I think the fact that it's a Sandman book to begin with is enough to sell it. Um do you really need to draw away from the wonderful artwork <laughs> and the aesthetics of the formatting by putting a dumb quote on there? Really didn't need to do that. Yeah. That, Judge Gallows may be the scariest villain introduced this year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, most it, people don't even know who the fuck that is. Right. And they're not it, going to. Yeah, without a fucking frame of reference, what's the point of even making that statement? You can put that on the back of the book or in the inside cover. Don't put it on the cover, because that's the part that people want to collect and kind of frame, you know? Yeah. And it just it draws away from what should be, you know, getting the most attention. If you want to put it on the front of the volume, great. That's where it should go. Right. You don't it, need it on the front of the new issue. Yeah, <laughs> you should definitely, like, any publisher should be saving quotes like that for volumes or the inside of the back cover. Yeah, and I don't want to skew too negative. Again, Jay Lee did a wonderful job. The art is wonderful. The aesthetic is wonderful. The formatting is wonderful. All around great work from DC and from Jay Lee. And uh, really want to congratulate you for getting the cover of the week. Next up, we get the variant cover of the week award. And it goes to none other than... <gasps> Young Justice, number one from DC Comics, the Superboy cover, done by none other than Jorge Jimenez. <laughs> Jorge Jimenez. Who I really, really love. Uh, Jorge Jimenez has kind of uh, broken out this past year 
I, you know, he's done work in the past for sure, but I, I think this has been his kind of coming out uh, this year and the maybe a little bit of the year prior where he's just released some really awesome covers. He had a really great Nightwing variant cover. He did some uh, covers for Justice League Odyssey that are really great. Uh, he did some uh, covers for the new Justice League book, I think. I can't remember if it was a variant or if it was the main cover, but just outstanding work. And he's just consistently been one of my favorite new artists uh, kind of in the business, especially at the top tier end of the business, doing awesome variant covers. And this cover... It just embodies everything that I liked and remembered from the kind of 90s, you know, early 2000s Superboy, uh, where he did have that kind of goofy over the top leather jacket and the, you know, unnecessary belts all over the place and just had the what became a really popular haircut in the modern age. Uh, it's just everything about the cover just screams cool. <laughs> But 90s cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it in just about every way. I mean, it's it's uh, something that has a clear, distinct style. I kind of not so secretly love this particular Superboy, or particularly the, the one that we had in the 90s that came right after the death of Superman, I've kind of loved that one to death, even though they kind of got rid of him as quickly as they could. Yeah. Um, his design was something that immediately popped out to me whenever I was looking at any kind of Superman comic where this character, which I was like, whoa, like what the f- fucking 90s the 90s were a wild time to be alive and i mean this cover just reeks of mr steel yo girl (laughs) like (laughs) it's so good uh i just really enjoy it it's so goofy and uh, so campy almost that i just love it yeah to take a a bit from uh professional screenwriter max landis yes this is the version of Superboy where it looks like he should be some kind of Chippendales dancer because who the fuck wears that? <laughs> Superboy wears that, and that's all you need to know. Superboy wears that. Superboy said so, but there, and that's that. It, but there is a fun thing that I'm just now noticing. He's wearing a side pouch. He is wearing a side pouch. He's he is actually actively addressing his lack of pockets. <laughs> <laughs> That's where he carries his breath mints, <laughs> cigarettes. <laughs> y- yeah, and his fucking condoms. <laughs> Dude, he's Kryptonian. He doesn't need that. Uh, he cri- burns those STDs off with uh, laser vision. Kryptonian, though he may be, <laughs> alien chicks, he most definitely is probably banging. Probably, yeah. Probably. Good point, good point. <laughs> we don't need to be bringing that uh, Martian herp back. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> especially when they have that goop sex. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I wonder if the white Martians have the sex the same way with the... Uh, melding of the white goop oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
I did not need to be reminded of the show The Orville. Sweet <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, it's a great cover. Once again, from Jorge Jimenez. He's been doing awesome work throughout the DC books. And I hope they keep giving him more work. I hope he doesn't get stretched too thin like uh, Jim Lee. Poor Jim Lee. It's been oh. worked to the bone. <laughs> uh, but Can we let Jim Lee go back to Image? Do his own shit for a little or bit. Or just let him breathe a little. You know, yeah. let him do like one cover a month instead of 12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of devalues his work and it kind of it makes his work look rushed because it probably is because the poor guy is doing 100 million different things for DC. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whether it's a YouTube channel or whether it's his own private channel or whether it's the millions of covers and the book he's writing. And, you know, it's just, it's too much for the poor guy. I, it's like, I get it. They love him over there for good reason. His work's amazing. But don't workhorse your best artist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, one more time. Congratulations to Jay Lee for the Dreaming number five. And congratulations uh, to Jorge Jimenez for his work on the Young Justice number one variant cover. And Brian Michael Bendis. The fact that you brought back this version of Superboy and teamed him up with Tim Drake has made me interested in your book, and I'm yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna pick it up. I'm gonna pick it up. All right. I'm gonna pick it up too. You got I, me, Brian. I, I, Don't I, disappoint me. I, against, All right. Against my better judgment, I'm going to pick this up. This better be more Miles Morales than uh, America. It, this better be more Miles Morales <laughs> than Riri. <laughs> Speaking of which, woo, woo. we saw a rough cover earlier. Woo. No, who the fuck let that, that happen? That Iron, that Ironheart cover was rough. It was rough. So, uh, if you're a fan, happy for you. Not our cup of tea, I don't think. Nope. Uh, and for our new friends out there, this is the part of the show where we discuss a topic of our choosing about the world of comics. And today I thought it'd be good, since it's a new year after all, uh, to talk about the upcoming comic book projects uh, and the works that are expected to be released in 2019, uh, including shows and comic book projects. I'm not talking about uh, any kind of like second, third, fourth, fifth seasons of any shows, because we already know they exist. What's the point in discussing them? Right. Um, but uh, unfortunately, we were gone for a lot more this year than we wanted to be. So I didn't think it would be appropriate to do our kind of top 10 lists like we did uh, last year, which I really enjoyed doing with you. But I just I feel like it's not appropriate since we didn't really cover most of these things throughout the year, even though we were, you know, kind of enjoying them throughout the year. Uh, oh, yeah. So yeah, this... maybe we'll still do that in a week or two when we got more time or something. But. I don't yeah, we, we've got some catching up to do before we do any top tens. Yeah. But uh, in the meantime, there's quite a bit for us to be looking forward to. Yeah. So with that, let's get into it. Uh, first up, let's talk about uh, the shows. Uh, first up that we know of, we have Deadly Class, which is going to premiere on sci-fi very soon here on January 16th. Any yes. thoughts on Deadly Class? Uh, fun fact, the first episode is available for free on YouTube. Of all things, too. Yeah. Sci-fi doing some weird marketing there. Yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a pretty good tactic. Instead of just having, you know, the, the stray pilot leak out early, yeah. why not just, you know, they, like, yes. Head them off at the pass, I guess. Yeah. Like, we have a pilot. It's ready. 
you be the judge. Yeah. And that's another weird thing. Sci-fi is one of those few companies that kind of dips its fingers into both the Marvel worlds and the DC worlds. Because it has its show Krypton, which I think is having their second season this year. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's any good. Because quite honestly, I think sci-fi kind (laughs) of has a quality control issue yeah i uh, i haven't uh, checked it out myself uh, because uh, i've been scared to be hurt again yeah i i, I used to property. like a lot of the stuff sci-fi had on there but i feel like their original content has been really lacking <laughs> for the past like 10 years yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's not it's not what it used to be yeah it seems more like a what i would normally consider like a made for tv movie channel yeah and that that sucks you know like they used to be they used to have amazing content yeah i mean i used to watch uh xena on there xena warrior princess they used to have that oh yeah the hercules show on there which is pretty cool (laughs) they had reruns of star trek on there all the time Um, oh my god they would always show like some great sci-fi movies that i feel like they never show anymore Um, yeah i don't know sci-fi channel is just not what it used to be i I feel like sci-fi used to be a lot more interesting and i'm you know they're trying (laughs) don't get me wrong they're trying yeah but i think you know we don't need sharknado (laughs) (laughs) any more than we already have you know uh, I I realize they kind of play into the goofiness of their shows now, but I I don't think that's a good idea for longevity <laughs> to rely almost exclusively on a stoner market that want to laugh at something real dumb. Yeah, you know, it's like if you're trying to be taken seriously as a company, you should at least release some kind of content that by itself should be taken seriously. Yeah. Uh, next up on the show's list, we got uh, Umbrella Academy that will be on Netflix starting February 15th. Do you know anything about Umbrella Academy? Absolutely not. I know I... it's a comic. That's about all I know. The, yeah, same. So, sorry. Can't really dive more into that. Maybe I'll look more into it for next week's episode, but I have no idea what the hell it is. Hopefully it's good. Yeah, uh next up we have canon busters which is a kind of obscure udon book uh almost like a manga but american yeah uh and this one's going to be on netflix starting march 1st so i I, what i'm gathering from this is they're just trying to kind of replace their marvel stuff (laughs) with anything they can get the rights to uh kind of looks like that but we'll see how it turns out. Netflix generally does a pretty good job, even when the stuff, like much like with the Marvel Universe movies, even when it's not great, it's fine. Yeah. It's still enjoyable. Uh, next up, we have uh, DC Superhero Girls that will be on the Cartoon Network starting sometime in 2019. We have The Watchmen Show, which is slated to start on HBO sometime in 2019 here. Uh, we have a whole slate of different uh, DC Universe shows, uh, so many that have already started, but some that are expected to start uh, this year. Uh, we already know about Titans, which has already had a decent portion of its run. Uh, we have the Doom Patrol show with it's Cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. It's, it's coming up soon, so yeah. yeah we have uh, Swamp Thing coming later in the year um don't know yet if that's a live action show or if that's a cartoon 
I'm assuming Swamp Thing is a live action thing. Yeah. Uh, we have the animated Harley Quinn show, which is apparently going to kind of end the year for the DC streaming app. Um, am I forgetting any of them? Uh, did you mention Stargirl? Stargirl. Stargirl is the other one. Thank you. Yeah. And that's another one that's expected towards the end. Again, don't know if it's going to be a live action thing or an animated thing. Yeah. Based on their timeline, I'd assume it's a live action thing. I, but that, that is actually a character that I remember from the because... Justice League cartoon. Not Justice that. League Unlimited. Not that either. How dare you? <laughs> she was hot. <laughs> and Perhaps from my wall. Oh, yeah. On the Justice she... League United cover. Oh, she's still hot. But there was a live action version of this character that actually showed up. <gasps> yeah. Where? On the show you'd probably never watch. Probably not. Legends of Tomorrow. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> I watched clips of the first Constantine crossover. That's it. <laughs> because hashtag save Constantine. Yes. Matt Ryan is awesome, and he deserves his own show. NBC, you fucks. Just give it back to him. Ugh. Please. For the oh, Okay. How about this? You take Constantine, put it on the DC Universe app, and watch all of those subscriptions roll right the fuck in. Look at that. I would fucking pay for your app if you put <laughs> Constantine starring Matt Ryan, not an animated feature, a live action feature, on your streaming app. You goddamn right. I'm telling right. you right here, yep. right now, I'm putting my money on the table. I don't have my wallet on me, but it's somewhere <laughs> around here. Yeah. Mo- I we, will we literally anyway. record myself buying your app to watch Constantine. If you announce Constantine live action, will be on your streaming app. Do it. Do it. I swear, hand on heart, I will do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you think? Did you actually watch Stargirl on that episode or just know that it I, happened? I, I mean, she was a member of a team. Okay. Yeah, she That's she it? showed up and did magic. And... Was her dad there? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So look forward to that. Uh, yep. M- m- proper star girl is what I'm assuming they're going to do with this one. We could just rename her. You could. Shatterstar. <laughs> How's that sound? <laughs> Instead of sh- star girl. That's lame. Shatterstar is a cool name. Yeah. You know what sounds better than Shazam? Captain Mar... Oh, no, wait. No, we can't do that one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up on the docket, we have The Boys going on uh, Amazon Prime there sometime in 2019. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, look forward to that one. Uh, uh... <laughs> Why are you crying? Uh, okay, look forward <laughs> to being scarred for life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's the way I like it, and that's what I'm sticking to. Oh. Uh, and then, uh, even though I said I wouldn't do this, I'm gonna do it. The Tick Season 2 is going to be on Amazon this year. Oh, worth it. (laughs) I'm just saying that because it's probably the biggest thing I'm looking forward to, because the Tick Season 1 on Amazon Prime is fucking awesome. Right? The Amazon produced The Tick is great. It's heartwarming, (gasps) it's hilarious, the characters are great, it's well acted, it got Watch it. it. It got everything right. It, it is so good. 
And if it, you are not watching it, you are doing yourself a disservice. It, it, it got everything right. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how. That it's, should have been the easiest thing to fuck up. I feel like the tick is just riddled with things you could ruin and just make not enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> and it nailed everything <laughs> and it's added so to it it made it heartwarming it's so good it made the tick heartwarming who does that what <laughs> it's great watch it season two coming this year yep Look forward to it so hype and then finally for the shows we got the rocketeer uh it's going to be a disney junior show sometime in 2019 wait the what so look forward to that kitties it's the little rocketeer he's got a little rocket on the back and he's got the weird helmet and the little golden helmet can they call it Rocketeer Jr.? <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe. Uh, but yeah. So look forward to that there. Uh, next up, uh, we'll talk about the movies. Um, Ooh, yes. The, the first one I'm going to talk about, we already know Aquaman came out just at the tail end of last year and kind of is bleeding into this year. But uh, we already talked about Aquaman, so yeah, whatever. Uh, yep. Next up, uh, this one is not technically a comic book movie. But it's in a movie universe that is about as close to a comic book as you could imagine. And this one is Glass, which is the sequel to M. Night Shyamalan's Unbreakable, which is kind of like a cult classic. I watched it one time when it came out, and I don't remember anything from it. So I'm going to have to rewatch it. I know that there's the guy, Bruce Willis, that just basically is invulnerable, kind of. And then there's the guy, Mr. Glass, that can believes he's like the opposite balance in the universe and he's super fragile, but evil. <laughs> yeah. And I don't remember what the actual plot of the movie was other than that they address each other. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. The, the so. plot of that movie is um, you have a very, very breakable nerd who gets really into comics because, you know, what the fuck is a kid whose bones break at like the slightest impact going to do except read mom gets him into comics uh and then we get to see uh a person who has unbreakable bones and unbreakable skin Yippee ki mother glass man. He's kind of like white Luke Cage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> it's like, what Plot if... Plot twist. Luke Cage is white. <laughs> what if you took Luke Cage but made him white? I see white people. Oh, my God. I see around like unbreakable people. They're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but then... Is like okay, this like what what does this nerd do who's obsessed with comic books? He tries to make his fantasy a reality. And either unknowingly or fully knowingly basically makes himself into a supervillain. Yeah. I, I, I remember vaguely that these details, but I just I, I'll have to rewatch it before I watch this movie. Yeah. And apparently, I guess spoilers, that one weird uh that wasn't me, it was Patricia movie. I don't I remember what it's called. Split. Split, thank you. That <laughs> movie is apparently tied into this 
cinematic universe somehow. I guess that's a spoiler for the end of that movie, but it's kind of late now. I, yeah, it, I didn't yeah. see it, so... <laughs> it, it, I mean, it, it's been about a year or so since that movie, but... If you were going to see it, I feel like you would have seen it already, but apparently it's tied into this movie, and I only know because it was in the trailer. Yeah. So. If you want to see Glass, you should probably see both of these movies so that you're not taken completely by surprise. Yeah. So, now... I'm a closet M. Night Shyamalan fan. I know people hate him because of Last Airbender and because every single movie has a, the gimmick at the end. Every but they twist! He turned himself into a meme. Yeah, yeah. But I still love him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, The Sixth Sense is one of the greatest movies of all time. I mean, it's it's hard to argue against that. I mean, it's, it's up there in the top list, you know? Yeah. I'm pretty sure his movie is the biggest reason why people even know what spoilers are. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of revolutionary Ooh. at the time, the way he made that. You know, he had the high-tier actors. Obviously, he works with Bruce Willis a lot. <laughs> um, yup. But uh, that was the entire reason I saw Unbreakable the first time. <laughs> I wouldn't have had any interest in that movie <laughs> originally, but I saw it because I remember Bruce Willis was great, and I remember M. Night Shyamalan was great with The Sixth Sense. Yeah, uh, he had a few other movies that were, you know, a lot of them were flops, unfortunately. But I, you know, I still enjoyed a lot of them, and I wouldn't say they were up to the Sixth Sense standard, but I felt <laughs> like he had such a high standard built from The Sixth Sense that he could never hope to kind of hit that mark again and i think his career kind of suffered because of it because everybody expected him to reach yeah. that level again and he just couldn't recapture it you know um, yeah i think uh his success i had actually seen what looked like a pattern for a while because uh the first one six cents did very very well unbreakable not nearly as well. Yeah, it kind of became a cult classic, but financially did not do well. And then Signs happened. Signs, yeah. That which did is really well. As an interesting movie, to say the least. Uh, yeah. yeah. That, that do, one had do, Mel Gibson in it, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mel Gibson and Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I remember now. <laughs> <laughs> movie wasn't bad. It was just very strange. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Suspense. Yeah. He was very good at suspense. And then right after that one, I think, was The Village. The Village is the one that I think everybody credits with his kind of downfall and, like, his downturn. Yeah. However, that being said, I actually like that movie a lot. I I think people look on it a little harshly because it wasn't, like, there's the big plot twist at the end, but everybody was like, well, that wasn't cool at all, you know? <laughs> like, oh, that's kind of lame. Like, I get it. But it's, I actually like it in the context of the story. It, it's an all right, interesting, original idea. Yeah. It's like He took a risk, and I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, everybody wanted some big supernatural thing. Spoilers for a very old movie that nobody remembers. Yeah. They're, they're like a little commune, and they trick the people to stay <laughs> there by creating a fake monster. That's the that's the plot yeah. twist at the end. Yeah. I get it. Not as exciting as he's been dead the whole time. <laughs> but it, I enjoyed it a lot. And I thought there was some genuinely like creepy, scary moments in the movie, you know? And you buy into what this commune is feeling, like the oh, younger yeah. members of the commune are feeling. 
because they genuinely believe this thing is real and then at the end you find out holy crap you know this is just a bunch of crazy professors that wanted to create their own commune (laughs) and a national park you know hidden away yeah all right (laughs) they're kind of thought experiment you know yeah it it was an interesting concept yeah well the ending like a lot of people didn't like it which is fine yeah and then um but yeah, after that movie, that movie gets a bad rap, and I, I don't yeah. Uh, after that movie, it was Lady in the Water, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think I saw that one. Yeah, that one I don't think did as well, and that I think was the beginning of the downfall because was that after- was that the one where she's the the ghost is like a girl that's been dead in the lake because the husband killed her. Or am I thinking of a different movie? You might be thinking of a different movie. Yeah, I think of a movie. This was like a magical lady, like at the bottom, somehow, like even further down past like the cement bottom of a communal pool at an apartment <laughs> complex. Okay, yeah, I definitely didn't see this. Yep, I, I don't. Yeah. That, that movie was weird. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel like Kevin Costner was in the one I I saw. I don't know. It's like you might be thinking of Mr. Brooks. That that's a different movie. Nah, I don't think. Yeah. It, the, I remember. I can remember the poster for it. It has <laughs> has the woman like with the tub filled up and like dripping out in her hands, like on the side of the tub. Oh, that, that sounds like what lies beneath. That might be it. That yeah. sounds right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I'm trying to think of. Anyways, that movie was good. Yeah, that, that was a great movie. That was Harrison Ford. He was in that one. <laughs> Harrison, okay, okay, yeah. um, but yeah, this was the downfall. I should have guessed Dennis Quaid. <laughs> Poor man's Harrison Ford. <laughs> Dennis Quaid, ah, close enough. <laughs> it was uh, Lady in the Water, The Happening. <laughs> yes, The Happening. I saw and was like, wow, that was real dumb. <laughs> Sorry. And then it was Last Airbender. Yeah, and it's like uh, I don't want to watch these movies anymore. But uh, then fucking split happens. Yeah, it's like okay, okay, fine. And he had that he had that other movie that was real creepy looking too. That one with the grandparents. I can't remember where. Or it seems like the grandparents are like trying to subtly murder the grandkids as they stay stay with them. I can't remember what it was called, but it looked it looked good, and I heard good reviews about it. I just never got around to seeing it. I think I know what you're talking about, but the name escapes me. Yeah, I don't remember. It's like at Grandma's house or something, something weird. But yeah. it was like a really low budget movie that he made, and apparently it was really good. So it kind of it was like the first little kick that he got to get things going again. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, I need to see that movie. So yeah, Unbreakable. Watch Unbreakable, watch Split, before you watch Glass. Yeah, so we'll probably need plenty of context for it. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, next up on the docket, we have Captain Marvel coming out on March 8th. March 8th. So this will be the next branch connecting uh, the final Avengers Endgame event. It's coming later in the year. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, which I still need to... See, I know. <laughs> yep, but we're I'm, gonna, we're I'm assuming I'm assuming there's quantum realm shenanigans that are going to lead to solutions for Avengers Endgame. <laughs> the the most recent trailer 
for Avengers Endgame makes that very clear. So, uh, without and- seeing the movie, I'm pretty sure that's going to be the gist of the movie. Yep. Quantum Realm shenanigans. Uh, Ant-Man, relevant. But you would know better than I would because you actually saw it. So I did. Uh, not that I don't like Ant-Man. I like Ant-Man a lot <laughs> in the movies. Yep, he's really cool in the movies. I just haven't <laughs> caught up. But uh, Captain Marvel, apparently in the 90s, early 90s, I'm assuming, uh, where we have a de-aged Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> yep. And a Captain Marvel. And a Captain Marvel, played by Jude Law, probably, apparently. Unless, Although, unless apparently they've been rogue. denying that. <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, yeah. And we know that Ronan's in it. Right. Which because is weird. this takes place place before the events of guardians of the galaxy so that's interesting yeah uh maybe they'll redeem roman ronan to you uh, a little bit i know you had some issues with how he was portrayed in guardians yeah he was speaking a whole lot of space nonsense and referencing things that had happened like completely off screen so maybe shedding a little bit of light on that might uh help but maybe we'll get a little bit more insight into uh, this version of the Sovereign, maybe. Yeah. Or maybe we'll just get a bunch of Cree bullshit that we don't care about. <laughs> maybe More Cree bullshit. Maybe what we find out is that the entire cast of the Avengers are Cree. <gasps> and it's all a Cree plot. Almost as if some kind of secret invasion had happened. <gasps> that kind of sucked. I, I hated Secret Invasion. It was real dumb. It was real dumb. It was just an excuse for Iron Man to fuck a green chick. <laughs> and it was less that and more of an excuse to say, oh, you remember how these characters were acting out of character? Yeah, that wasn't it, bad writing. It was the Krees. <laughs> aliens. No, not Too the Krees. Too bad they didn't explain the you Nazi did, Captain America that way. Uh, Instead, they used a mystic blue cube. Uh, who is a young girl. Yeah. The Kree <laughs> aren't the shapeshifters. The scrolls. Scrolls. Excuse me. Right. Fucking nerd. <laughs> I Fuck you, cor- I know shit. I stand corrected. <laughs> uh, e- yes. In case you're wondering why Captain Marvel beats up on an elderly woman, it's because she's not elderly. That elderly woman is a shapeshifter. Never trust old people. Or maybe... The scroll tricked her. And it really is an old lady. Oh, and she no. just killed that old woman. Like a villain. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. Dark turn. <laughs> That'd be a ballsy move for Ooh. a Marvel movie, wouldn't it? Oh, rated R. I can see it now. <laughs> Captain Marvel. The murderer. Oh. I'm just uh, imagining a Captain Marvel, but the R in Marvel is like bigger than the rest of the letters. Like, ooh. Yeah. So I'm interested in seeing how much earth stuff this is focused on and how much space nonsense this is going to be focused on guardians of the galaxy might be the one exception for me but generally when there's more space shenanigans i just like lose interest (laughs) i just i'm not a space guy i just even though i love star trek and you know i like aspects of green lantern storylines yeah typically not too into the space stuff just not my thing 
Yeah. <laughs> the last time we like deep dived into space, an entire team of people were trying to kill space Kurt Russell. Dad? <laughs> Son? Should you, we you... play Cosmic Catch? Uh, yes. I think we should. In space. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Oh, did I tell you I'm a god? <laughs> <laughs> that you are too? <laughs> oh, yeah. See, he, he, here it is. Here, here, here's the ball. You, you're going to catch it? Oh, thank you, Dad. <laughs> oh, you, you, you I'm going to go kill your cosmic sperm now. I, I, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't agree to this. <laughs> I'm going to throw you in the trash like all the others. Hat. <laughs> uh but yeah are you excited for this no wow. um that's a little sad since <laughs> you are the marvel guy i would expect you to be the fan of this yeah the only reason i'm going to see this movie is because of bro samuel l jackson oh uh, yeah and i honestly don't think there's going to be very much of him in this movie because I mean, they're heaping the space shenanigans on this one pretty thick. Yeah, I mean, the last time we saw him significantly, we we saw a little cameo of him at the uh, end of a big uh, movie from last year. Uh, yeah, I don't think I should spoil it, just in case people are catching up. Yeah, big movie released yet last year. He he appears, but very briefly. But uh, that being said. Uh, we haven't really seen him since Winter Soldier, right? That's the last significant role we saw him in. Yeah, that's a couple of years now, right? At least two, right? Yeah, he didn't even show up in Civil War. Yeah, so he's been kind of out of commission, laying low for a long time now, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how much they use him, even this de-aged, Disney-fied version of him. Yeah, uh, it it kind of feels like uh, Samuel L. Jackson, like in football terms, is like a player who's been warming the bench for a little bit. <laughs> is like, oh, oh, yeah, put me in, coach. <laughs> yeah, it just seems weird because it really has felt like the Avengers don't really have a real leader. I mean, there's kind of Tony and kind of you know Captain, Captain America, but. Yeah. Neither one of them seemed very good at it. <laughs> so neither one of uh, them seemed to be committed to getting better yeah. at leading. I feel like that's where he would have kind of stepped in and coordinated things a little better, I would think. Yeah. Maybe if he had been around, <laughs> they wouldn't have had to have a little civil war, but uh, it wouldn't be as fun for us fans, so. Right. Uh yeah. So I um you know, I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to it as much as any other marvel movie more just because i think it's going to give some kind of input into the whole avengers endgame storyline there um but it should be good movie you know it's marvel they do what they do it'll either be good or great i really don't expect anything less yeah I'd be surprised if it did any kind of bad. Yeah. So, yeah. looking forward to that. We'll see how it goes. Uh, and hey, at least Rogue has somebody to suck powers from. Hooray! Enters the Marvel universe. 
Exactly what I've wanted this whole time. Now, uh, next up is the biggest release of the year. DC's Shazam <gasps> premieres April 5th. Now, if you have not seen this trailer, I recommend you go watch it. It is awesome. (laughs) It is exactly what Shazam is and should be, and the true Captain Marvel, mind you. I I don't like this imposter showing up a month earlier. (laughs) All right? Shazam is the true and one final Captain Marvel, and I will not hear otherwise. Mostly because he can't say his name otherwise. <laughs> Very inconvenient. <laughs> like, so wait, how do you tell anyone what your name is? Uh. Shazam! Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. man! <laughs> Not again! This is so inconvenient, I need a different name! I should have wore pants. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this... This trailer, again, DC is really good at making great trailers for really terrible movies. This trailer looks great. I hope I'm not disappointed. That's all I'm going to say. However, I think it has hope because it's exclusively a comedy. If they make it kind of exclusively a comedy-focused thing, whereas Suicide Squad, they tried to make it serious when it was clearly meant to be a comedy, and they failed both ways oh yeah <laughs> horrendously i'm um, hoping this one they just dive right into being in a comedy and they just own it because that's what i think shazam should be and will probably be at its best with it's okay if you have some like you know big villain fights you know have a black adam in there you know dwayne the rock johnson maybe i don't know <laughs> he's not gonna be in this one how dare you he's gonna be in this one <laughs> they're lying to you what else is he gonna be in come on uh, I've seen who's supposed to be the villain, and it looks like uh, the same guy who played Sinestro from the Green Lantern movie. What? What? Yeah. What? Black Adam. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's going to be a blockbuster. You you wait and see. This movie is going to sell two billion tickets. <laughs> All right. Let's hope. All domestic. (laughs) All domestic. China Uh, wants nothing to do with Shazam, apparently. So are you looking forward to this at all? I definitely am, clearly. I I am, but I've been hurt before. Don't you fuck me on this. (laughs) (laughs) This will be great. I I had hopes for Aquaman based purely on the fact that, you know, James Wan trying to separate himself as much as he possibly could from what's already been established. And he achieved some of that yeah. to some extent, yeah. for better or worse. Worse. <laughs> uh, with Shazam, much like most people going into this, this is like a blank slate. Like, not many people know of <laughs> the electric Superman outside of the other electric superman that were both part of one single superman <laughs> yeah yeah the 90s were a weird time <laughs> sorry guys the, the 90s were very weird very creative but very weird yeah uh, th- this new electric superman already has the benefit of not just looking but acting completely different 
yeah. from the Superman that we've got. Now, is this uh, who's the actor is portraying Shazam? Zachary Le- Levy? Yes. Levy? Uh, I always yeah, pronounce yeah, his name Z- wrong. Zachary Levy. Zachary Levy. That dude looks perfect. I didn't. Right? I did. I didn't buy into it when I heard he was announced as the guy, and I was like, eh, I feel like they could have found someone better. But in the suit and everything, with oh, like the yeah. way he's delivering his lines, it's perfect. It's perfect. He looks like the man child I want him to be. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. Like literally any image of Zachary Levi with uh, any kind of promotional material. He literally has the biggest smile. Yeah, he's nailed it's it. Like, oh he's my nailed God. it. It's like he, he knows what Shazam is. Yeah. And more importantly, I think he knows what it's supposed to be. This movie which is... needs an Oscar. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> needs an Oscar. I don't care if it's for costume design, VFX. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't care. It needs something. All right. If fucking Suicide Squad <laughs> can win a fucking Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they they need something. Shazam has got to be the one. Next up on the docket uh, for the year, this is a loaded year for superhero movies. So I'm yeah, just gonna say, it. like last yeah, year was pretty loaded. This year is fucking really loaded. Ooh. Uh, but there's a lot of quality last year, so hopefully it's the same this year. Uh, next up, we have Hellboy being released on April 12th with the new Hellboy. David Harbour. Yeah. Yeah. Famous for his acting on uh, Stranger Things. Yes. Probably primarily as the sheriff. Our our favorite schlubby sheriff. Yeah. And uh, we really liked the uh, promo photos when they were originally released, but now we've seen a trailer. Do you still feel as high on it? No. Yeah, I don't either. (laughs) I don't either. I I don't know. Maybe it was just a bad trailer. I'm thinking it was a bad trailer, but it was it really it, it kind of squashed my excitement for this. Uh, not only was that trailer poorly cut, but the music that they synced to it yeah, it just wasn't just, it, it wasn't on brand like yeah. at all. It was like I don't know how you guys screwed this up this bad already. Yeah, I'm um I have hopes that cuz I I I like David Harbour and I <laughs> I like Hellboy. And yeah, it's like I, I like the universe. Things, I, these, these things should work. These things should be like a fucking Reese's peanut butter cup. Yeah, like these things should go well together. But from what I've seen, I am worried. Yeah, it's, I'm thoroughly worried. I hope it. I hope it's good. I hope it's great. Even I just, I don't know. I mean, maybe Pearlman should have <laughs> came back. <laughs> Pearlman, fucking 70-something years old. I don't care. <laughs> put a bunch of red shit on him. He'll oh look, he'll look just fine. <laughs> CG's going to do half the work for him. All he's got to do is put on a red suit. <laughs> oh, let CG <laughs> put do some all of the work for him. Let, <laughs> let him just you know record his lines. I think, I think the biggest thing that stood out for me is that Whereas David Har, uh, not David Harbors, but uh, Pearlman's Hellboy kind of looked, you know, just like goofy enough to like kind of make the transition between the seriousness of it and the kind of like, you know, campy fun of it. Yeah, I feel like Harbors' version, and this isn't his fault; it's the design. Harbors' version looks way too serious, 
for the lines he's delivering in the trailer. Right. And, like all the lines seem to be like a joke and they're just falling flat because he looks like much a much more serious character, just aesthetically looking. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I don't I don't uh, I it's don't his face. Yeah, I don't the, the shit that they added to his face, I don't know how you get to put what's basically at least whenever I look at this face. It looks like someone took Ron Perlman's face and tried to like shape match it like up to a certain extent, except for like the chin. Yeah, and he's got the weird like beard dreads thing going on, like almost lobo ish. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I just don't know. He's I, got he's got a lot more hair than I remember Hellboy yeah. ever having. And again, I hope it's great. I love Hellboy. Love uh harbor and everybody involved in the project that trailer just worried me i, I don't I, I don't know what yeah, else to say hopefully yeah. the next trailer is better hopefully it's let's hope i think it was hopefully it was just a poorly made trailer for a good movie you know we'll see though next up we got the big one avengers endgame april 26th so the story finally comes full circle we'll see what happens you know we've been building up to this for 10 years you know, we got the first half of it last year, and now we're getting the second half. Yeah. This kind of turnaround is... Not only is it rare that movies like this come out this quick, mm-hmm. but to go from, like, uh, a one to a two, like a first half and a second half of a whole story, and for it to actually come out good... Is like that. That's the thing. A lot of people have forgotten the Matrix Reloaded and Matrix Revolutions. Yeah, and how while creative, kind of derailing some of the decisions that they made and like the questions that they raise as a result. Yeah, but in the. Uh, capable hands of people like feige and all of his minions the russo brothers the russo brothers which they haven't really done much outside uh two of the captain america movies and if i'm not mistaken they also did a little show called arrested development (laughs) yeah i mean they did infinity war right yeah yeah that that was them too Mm mm-hmm so, fucking finish what you started. Yep. We're all going to watch. Yep. We <laughs> for know. better or for worse. Yeah. So, uh, uh, scale one to ten, how excited are you for it? Uh, I'm an eight. Yeah. See, I'm, I don't know why. I just can't bring myself to be that excited for it. And I think... I think it's because I love the ending of the first one so much that I don't want them to <laughs> renege on it. <laughs> like I, I feel like they're gonna renegotiate everything because they gotta make money somehow, and they don't have access to the X Men and all that stuff yet, so they can't really do a reboot. Uh, especially since they already announced. I think the biggest mistake they made was announcing all the movies coming after it. They yeah. sh- they should have just left the docket completely and en- empty until after the movie you know avengers endgame came out and then announced hey spider-man far from home is coming out and hey guardians of the galaxy volume 3 is coming out although now it's not (laughs) yeah not their fault but you know uh 
Batista, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, I'm actually kind of shocked that you aren't more hype, given how, while improbable, the possibility of someone like Hugh Jackman it's not happening. showing up. Yeah. Like, I want to see him in Deadpool more than anything. And I that's that's obviously that's not, not happening. It's obviously not happening now because right. Fox like, is gone. So a Fox is gone. Hugh Jackman is more content to do show Huge tunes. Jacked man. Yeah, and uh, I, I get it. You're good at singing, <laughs> but we like you as Wolverine a lot. Probably more than any other character ever. Maybe next to Patrick Stewart is John Luke Picard. That's about it. They were pretty perfect together. I mean, can we get the band back together a little bit? Maybe have a reunion tour, you know? Maybe make an appearance in a Marvel movie. Maybe make an appearance in, uh, you know, anything. <laughs> Just have Wolverine be I the want new, like... huge jacked man back. <laughs> we'll give you all the money. Just come back. Uh, but yeah, I don't keep, think it's going to happen. Yeah, keep wishing. Yeah, so... I I mean clearly I think the, the I have a little bit of hope that maybe they're not just gonna bring everybody back, <laughs> I, but I don't know. Uh, I I kind of hope that the title Far From Home with the Spider-Man movie is a clue that maybe he doesn't come back to our Earth. Maybe he's far from home. <sighs> I, I don't know. Maybe it's all a ploy. Maybe it's not even Tom Holland. Maybe it's Miles oh. Morales. Oh. oh, oh! And it's all just—it's all just a big switcheroo to make you think they're gonna bring everybody back in Endgame. Oh, that would be ballsy. That would be really... that would be even ballsier. Now, if something like that happens, my hype is a ten. <laughs> like they sky, fucking skyrocket shit the whole way through. But it, I'm so. Everyone knows. I, I I called it even before we saw the movie. I'm like, some bullshit's gonna happen. A bunch of people are gonna disappear, and then they're gonna do some quantum realm shenanigan bullshit, and mix some Cree bullshit in there, <laughs> and then everything's gonna happen because we already knew these movies were all coming out, oh, and yeah. then they were gonna bring everybody back and pretend that nothing happened. La da 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 da. da Marvel. <laughs> and I I don't want that to happen. That I want. I want the ending of the first movie to mean something, and if Endgame should, and if Endgame just kind of brings everybody back and pretends like nothing happened because it was the one solution, thank you, Doctor Strange, uh, then it, it kind of ruins a lot of the great context for the end of the the first Infinity War movie. Yeah. So I I'd say my hype's like a six, and. That's more because I don't want it to happen. <laughs> not not because I'm not excited for the experience of watching it. So we'll see. Uh, but yeah, that's coming up real soon here. A lot sooner than we think. And it's fast approaching. We'll see how it goes. Uh, next up on the docket, I'm not convinced this movie's happening still, but uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix, Hands the lit. last of the Fox holdouts. It's supposed to come out June 7th. We've seen a lot of promo stuff for it, trailers, blah, blah, blah. I don't think that's, I don't think it should come out. From everything we hear, from everything we see, it looks terrible. And uh, I think it's a big waste of time, and I think it's just 
the people who have invested in Fox's properties just trying to get their money back. And I kind of hope it doesn't happen. So <laughs> uh, I don't think we need to confuse fans any more than we already have with this whole transition that we're going to go through. Too late. Uh, just cancel it. You clearly delayed it enough. <laughs> I don't I don't think anybody would care if you canceled it, but that's just me. You feel the same way? Um, more or less. Yeah, I hate everything about this movie. <laughs> so, uh yeah. And we know that huge Jackman's not going to be in it, so what's the point? Uh next up, Spider-Man Far From Home, a movie we talked about earlier, comes out July 6th, so a big summer movie for us. Uh Tom Holland's great. Gonna watch it. Oh yeah. Period. Easily. Uh hopefully Michael Keaton's in it because Michael Keaton's wonderful. We've got uh, and Jake Gyllenhaal this time. I don't care. Michael Keaton needs to make an appearance. <laughs> He's the best Marvel villain overall. And, and I will make an fight. appearance from prison. I will fight anybody who says otherwise. Come at me, bro. Thanos. Don't tweet at me. Uh or tweet at me. I don't care. Come on. Maybe he died from the snap. No, Scorpion died from the fucking snap. <laughs> That's who died. <laughs> Michael Keaton's still rolling. All right. I don't want to hear your bullshit. <laughs> but he's Batman. He's <laughs> <laughs> Birdman. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to that a lot. That one, hype meter, solid eight or nine. But again, the only thing holding me back is like, do I really want him back, though? Do I really want everybody in the Marvel Universe to do their thing like normal? Or do I want the Infinity War movie to mean something? Uh, from what I've heard, there are going to be... I don't know if anyone from the snapping is going to... <laughs> the snapping. <laughs> nice uh, nice uh, illusion there. <laughs> a little Worked it in a little. I changed reality. Yep. Um. Yeah, the the thing with that whole thing is, um. Well, you could literally say anyone was killed with that. You, except the ones we confirmed are still alive on screen. Right. So they, yeah. And, and those same people could come back. I do remember reading at least a couple of different sources saying that while. A lot of the people who died were going to be coming back. There were going to be people who stayed dead. Specifically, quite possibly... The Guardians of the Galaxy, because Twitter exists? Oh, poor Twitter. Damn you, James Gunn. Ooh. Ugh. They knew who they hired. <laughs> That's true. Uh, they probably should have. Uh, yeah. I mean, you market primarily to kids, and you had a guy that was making pedophilia jokes a long time ago on a public forum i feel like that's very easily investigatable but you know whatever <laughs> yeah no big deal uh yeah the you could i mean you could have michael keaton show up he might uh, he could <laughs> should <laughs> will <laughs> But there's also the possibility that he doesn't. Nope. 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 Uh, we're done with this conversation. Oh. Oh, we're nope. done. He's appearing, and that's final. Thank you. <laughs> and it will also win an Oscar. 
Okay, th- for that, best supporting cast member, <laughs> Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. <laughs> he he's Birdman. <laughs> he really is great in Homecoming, though. Just outstanding. Him and Tom Holland both. Just that whole cast is just so solid. Tom Holland is so good. It's so so. How can you take Robert Downey Jr., who is the most charismatic? well portrayed character in that universe up to that point and kind of make him a flake <laughs> next to you tom holland and Ooh. michael keaton holy shit dude that <laughs> they did an awesome job all right i'm done yep love the spider-man movies right now we want more excited next up on the uh death of xf or fx tour excuse me uh we have new mutants which is new mutants it was supposed to come out I think April of 2018, right? Does that sound about right? Yeah, that sounds about right. It got delayed several times, and now it's coming out in August of 2019, a year and a half later. We'll see if they hold to that one. I don't know if we're ever going to see that movie, Uh, and I don't think it could ever live up to any expectation placed on it because I feel like there have been so many hands in this pot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that it is going to be a gross, disgusting uh, amalgamation of everybody's input and not be co- coherent whatsoever. Anytime there they have mention been way too many reshoots. There's been way too many reshoots, Ugh. too many directors coming in and going out, and too many writers coming in and going out, and too many fan responses slash you know, production responses to fan input based on trailers. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah yeah it's probably not it's it's probably not going to be worth seeing unfortunately and then uh one i'm really excited for uh, on october 5th 14th we're expecting the kind of elseworlds dc movie joker starring joaquin phoenix uh robert de niro and zazie beats um this one after i saw all the photos and everything and saw that yes they're not going the Snyderverse route I got I got really excited for this one. I think has a lot of potential. They're targeting an R rating, which is a great sign. Like it's a Scorsese produced film. Like this, everything they have so much going for it. Everything feels good, and I just hope they don't drop the ball. <laughs> I really hope this is really successful because it'll give them a clear representation of what they can do and that they can stray away from the Snyderverse and not make these god-awful CGI drowned $400 million budget movies that are just poorly written and way too long. Uh, I think if they make a really good, solid, coherent, focused movie with this Joker movie that's separate from the DCEU, we'll be in a lot of, a lot of luck and be in for a really great movie. Yeah, it, there's so little to go on with this, but I think that kind of works in its favor just for sake of the fact that we can speculate all day, have no idea, and I really hope they don't release anything else. I just want to be surprised by this. Yeah, so I'm I'm really excited for it. If you want to give me like a, a short teaser trailer in addition to what we've already seen, I'm sold. Thank you. Here's yep. my money. <laughs> please Shut don't and take my money just don't be bad <laughs> uh please. and then finally for the movies 
Uh, they announced last year that uh, McFarlane is working on another Spawn movie. Spawn? Supposedly <laughs> uh, starring Jamie Foxx. Wait, but why, though? Uh, reasons? <laughs> he, he had some free time. It, reasons aside from trying to throw his Kanye won't game. yeah Kanye won't record songs with him anymore <laughs> so he's just kind of chilling uh, yeah. Sony won't give him another Spider-Man role <laughs> uh, he, he's just he's bored man <sighs> he's just got time he 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 he's got to work like everyone else so yeah I think uh, Spawn could be great. Potential Jamie, is Jamie, there. Jamie Foxx, not a bad actor. Uh, McFarlane loves his own creation quite a bit and is very protective of it, notoriously so. Don't know how good of a director he is, but supposedly he's trying to direct this movie. We'll see how that works out. Uh, I do love McFarlane. I think he's a great comic creator and great comic mind. So, I hope for the best. And uh, I mean, really... it, to our knowledge, it hasn't even started shooting yet, so I don't understand how they could expect a 2019 release. I would expect this in 2020 at the earliest, uh, but supposedly it's coming out sometime at the end of this year. But we'll see. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, hopes are high, expectations are low. Yeah, so good luck with that. Uh, hopefully, it does turn out good. You know, I never wish for any of these things to be bad, you know, except the DCEU stuff, because I want the DCEU to die, <laughs> so we can create a new DCEU. Uh, but, uh, generally speaking, I wish for the success of all these things, and even though Shazam is part of the DCEU, I wish for that success, because it looks so great. And you sure know how to make a trailer. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Well, folks, I think that wraps up another mediocre edition of Hit the Books Podcast. Mediocre. I want to thank you all for sticking with us. If you like what you hear, be sure to hit like and subscribe and follow us on your podcast services of choice and on the social networks. We're on Twitter at HTBVids, V-I-D-S. We're on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Hit the Books. Our website is htbvids.com. Uh, remember, you can always find us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash hit the books. Uh, any support you want to give, we very much appreciate. Uh, so please give us a ring on there if you so choose. And if not, just enjoy the content. We appreciate having you around. Oh, yeah. I've been your host, Chris Holcomb. My memory Saunders. Thank you for watching. We'll see you next week. Happy New Year! I'm not a demon! <laughs> I believe! <laughs> Wife's been cheating! <laughs> With my best friend Steve! Yeah, I'm a soul stealer! <laughs> Way <Whoa>. over hell! <laughs> Biding my time here! Yeah, we tried. <laughs> yeah, we tried. <laughs>